Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome and today we go to Guelph, Ontario, Canada to talk to Moshe Anabaz, who used to be a reporter and is now a publisher. And he's got quite a story behind that. So, welcome, Motion, and uh, tell me about your academic career. Uh, I have a political science degree, and uh, some of my education is in uh, radio and print journalism. But uh, I would say I'm a self-taught journalism student, I call myself still. and I'm in industry for more than 30 years. And you started some of this in uh, Pakistan. Yes, I did. And what did you do there? I was working for the National Daily there, Daily Pakistan at the time. I still write for them, it's 30 plus years. And uh, I was also writing for various publications uh, from South Asia and the US, especially based out of New York. And you also have done some work with CBC, I think. Uh, yes, I contribute for BBC uh, and make some documentaries uh, occasionally for the BBC and some other channels. Okay. And what kind of documentaries? Is it about Pakistan or different topics? Uh, my area of focus mainly is uh, uh, religion, uh, human rights, women rights, education. I did a film with Malala Yousafzai, the Nobel laureate, the young girl from Pakistan. Um, and anti-Semitism is a very dear topic to me. I made a film uh, on this topic, a documentary uh, uh, for Vision TV, and it was aired by many other. Um, and, and now my recent one was about the blasphemy laws, because in Pakistan and other South Asian countries, Blasphemy laws are very strict, and a lot of uh, minorities, Christian and many other minorities, face persecution. And surprisingly, um, the law is used mostly against the Muslims, because it's Muslim population there, right? So mostly people who are victim of this law are not Christians, are not Buddhists, are not Hindus, but Muslims, because people use that law for their personal gains. So government is working to revive those laws. Uh, the document will be very powerful, very controversial and critical. Of course, every good project comes with a price. So this documentary um, does bring me threats even sitting all the way in Canada. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> I love doing what I do. So why Guelph? Uh, good question. Uh, housing, of course, is very <laughs> expensive everywhere. And also, I do uh, some stuff about uh, farm riding. I'm uh, getting more into it. More older I'm growing, slower I'm getting. So, golf is a hub of vet school, uh, a lot of publications here, a lot of uh, conferences here. And, and, and this and a little bit a quieter place, you know, very peaceful 
part of golf. Uh, whole golf is peaceful, but <laughs> in me, my view, where I live is very quiet. So that's the reason. Okay. And now you're a publisher of the Tilbury Times. How did that come about? Yeah, uh, during the Christmas season, um, I read about the closure of this publication. I read about it before when it, they closed the publication, but uh, during the Christmas season, I was able to hear the voices of the community through the radio program, CBC Radio. And this was so 2020? 2021, oh, a month ago. Yeah, we're talking December 28th. So it just really hit me. And I said, you know what? I am not far to me. If you drive in GTA, Toronto area, <laughs> a couple of hour drive is nothing, right? So I said, I need to step in right? because uh, Tilbury is a, a remote rural community, small town, you know, very small population, but with a very unique history of the people, the, the publication, agriculture, clean energy, and it's a lot of stuff out there, right? So I said, you know what, uh, this is a landmark uh, publication of the town. It's got a legacy and history. And if it's keep, if it will say shut, the young generations, coming generation would not know much, you know. So keeping the connection is very important. And I always believe in connecting communities. That's like my motto when I do stories or when I publish anything anywhere across Canada. They connect to communities. They like to engage people. I like to uh, interact with people and want people to interact with their neighbors and friends. And so, and I'm very old school uh, minded guy. Like I like to have print in my hand, right? And um, even have your email printed with me here. You know, I make notes and print and then I go through it. Um, and, uh, and that's how the idea was born. And, uh, Within a week, time of week, we had the publication up and running. And this is a newspaper, as I understand, has been yeah. around for 136 yeah, years. Yeah. This is how it looks, right? 136 years. Yeah. Born in one, uh, born, it was born in 1883. Wow. That's when they founded it. You know, it's very, very interesting. One of the oldest publications in Ontario. And did you pay for it, or how, how did that happen? Uh, because company closed, so we had to work around uh, the trademarks and business license and all those things. The company had no intention, either, uh, neither the employees, right? So I went to them, and I welcomed them aboard. Uh, I want them to work with me. So a lot of former employees are coming forward, and if they're hearing me, they can contact us. Because anybody who worked with Tilbury Times, for Tilbury Times, they have something there. I would say they have the social responsibility to come forward and give us a hand. And we're not looking just for the volunteers. We're also creating some paid opportunities, either it's in sales or advertising or writing content. Because it's their publication. It's our publication. We are a big family of 33 million in this whole beautiful country. So I think everybody has... Uh, to come forward to uh, work on this project. We are kind of uh, proud to take the lead role and the tradition is following. Now people are coming forward to revive their publication wherever they are and we are willing to help and share our experience and knowledge with all those 
across the globe, across Canada, and who want to revive their publication that needed some attention and revival work. Did you get a reaction coming from Guelph to Tilbury? You weren't a local person? Uh, today, actually, Guelph today had a main story this morning. So they published a beautiful story, and uh, they're very happy. A lot of good feedback, you know. It's it's as a when you come to Canada and you're a refugee and you have no born children born here, right? It's it it feels really good. Like especially for my coming generation, born raised here, they are very proud that their dad is not just sitting around and <laughs> taking advantage. They're proud and glad that the the dad is contributing. And this is how you build a nation. And this is how Canada is. Canadian love working hard. We, wherever you go wherever you meet Canadian outside Canada, in Canada, we are such a, a brilliant, wonderful, uh, humble, and peaceful nation. And I'm very proud. And I'm very proud that this flag you can see behind me. Every time I look to the window, I have to go through this flag. That's a kind of reminder for me that who I am, where I belong now, where I am, who I'm working for. And I'm really proud to be part of the beautiful place and country. So, Motion, talk about team and partnerships in order to be successful. Uh, very first thing that came into my mind was the young people, right? Kids going to school. That's my very first focus, the local education system. Like today we had a story. We sponsored this content uh, for the local kindergarten uh, registration. That's very important for me. It is a small one paragraph piece with some ad banner. So we sponsored, we created this uh, Tilbury Times uh, initiative to develop our community. So our goal is first the development. And that's also covering stories at the same time giving opportunity to the writers who want to voice out, voice out right? So for the local reporters or people who want to be in the journalism business, right? Secondly, is employees and creating small freelance opportunities for the people who are part of it. A lot of them uh, uh, have their jobs, they move to other industry, but they still want to write about the uh, community, they want to be part of it. And at the same time, the colleges and university students, it's very hard to find the opportunities these days when it's come to internship, right? But I like giving people chances. I like welcoming young people who come and especially they, I want them to make mistakes because the best learning is when we make mistake and then we challenge ourselves, you know? So that's kind of a vision I have uh, for this publication. It's not just the, I think it's people ask me, somebody asked me a question, how different it is from BBC work you do and this is a small town, like 5,000 people. And my answer was, you should not be asking this question. Because in journalism business, we have ethics, and they're same. Doesn't matter population of 500 people or 5 million people. I use the same formula that I use, same ethics that I apply for doing stories for BBC, where I contribute from all over Canada. So I said, it's same. That's the beauty of this profession, that you 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 work on ethics, you follow the rules and ethics, and you make difference. And this is very satisfying. So looking at the website, it indicated 
but you do have some writers. I assume they're freelancers. Yes, some freelancer, and we also uh, using uh, we have a partnership agreement with the Radio Canada International, and we take in some content, uh, regional content or national content from local journalism initiative uh, by uh, the gov- Canadian press. So we using some of those some uh, uh, freelance writing. Okay, so is this the beginning of an empire? Three years from today, are you going to have other newspapers? Um, honestly, not. But I will be glad and happy to volunteer for others. Actually, while we're speaking, phone rang because I am helping a rural publication to connect to the global audience. So I'm volunteering for the publication. So I am, I am not a business guy, and I will never be a business guy. My only wish is when I die, people should... Uh, say, oh, a reporter died, a community worker died. I don't, I'm not a business guy, and there's no motive of business in it, you know, because uh, uh, selling editorials these days pay you three, $400. You write an editorial for a businessman, right? Sitting at home on Google search. But uh, if you write a freelance article for a big publication uh, in Canada or abroad, you maybe make $50 for a small story like three to 500 words. But I prefer being a community worker because I, I think I need to be grounded to a local community. Because this, this is what I miss. This is what Canada is about. United, you know, be part. So I, I was missing all that. So that's where I wanna be. That's how I wanna be uh, spending my time building. I like rebuilding. You know, I like reviving. You know, I did same thing for a publication in South America. In 2016, I went there and shuttled between Toronto to Chile to empower the publication, the oldest publication and only publication at the time in English, Santiago Times. So I um, mentored there, worked with them for a while, and I was shuttling between 2016 to 2019, over three, four years. So I like keep moving uh, and uh, creating ideas. I like creating ideas and having people like like giving it a toy to the young children so all the young people coming on board um, I want them to take it further so having said that when are you going to write a book you've got a lot of experiences and you have writing capability yeah hopefully once (laughs) I'm retired and and one story I read a couple of years ago uh, a guy in Pakistan a civil servant uh, published, wrote a book in 60s, and then he he was retired, he's 70 plus, and then he published the book. So that gave me inspiration that I still have a lot of time. So uh, I'm hoping one day when I'm retired, I will sit and um, maybe do a podcast even like uh, you doing great service, something uh, like that. But and, and, and I'm seeing that coming down the road because... Uh, more and more I'm going away from big cities, I'm feeling relaxed and finding much more time for my own self. Uh, so I think uh, one day it will happen. I don't think I see you retiring. <laughs> yeah, but I think... I, I mean, you, you love your work. You're passionate about it. Why stop doing it? Yeah, I think uh, you're very right. Like if, if I 
write emails on the weekends and stuff. I don't consider it work, but in many people's views, work, right? So I never thought um, of checking emails, writing back to the ideas and colleagues after hours is work. Maybe I'm just uh, because I'm son of a farmer, right? So there's no end of the day in the farmer's life. You know, you wake up at sun before sunrise, and God knows when you get chance to go in bed until you literally collapse because you get really tired. So maybe that's going to be the case with me. Okay, so let's go back to being a publisher. Many of the people listening have no idea what a publisher does. So can you tell us what you do in that oh. role? I think publishing a paper is just like giving birth. You know, first you conceive the idea, then you launch the website, then you have to find a team, you have to find some people to sell your ad, you have to uh, convince your writers, you know, because what uh, and how they can write, you have to mentor them same time. Mentoring is a work, you know, and you uh, have to take the pressure from the readers, right? They have expectations, they write you ideas, and you have to make sure you interact with them. You know, I buy a response rate for uh, is one hour. There's still a lot of people think is not efficient enough when they contact me from the cell phone, right? So I'm trying to be respond them back within 30 minutes kind of stuff, right? So interacting with your audience, you know, and even once the publication is going, you still have to watch out for your competition. You have to be creative. So it's a quite a bit of work. It's just like a mother, I said, right? So you even give birth to the kid and more and more work comes. Maybe not physical labor, but the mental labor, financial labor, right? So, and then you have to listen up what kids saying, right? So, so it's, it's a quite a bit of work, but it's, it's fun. It's a fun ride. So are you both the editor and the publisher? At the moment, yes. But we will have a former editor joining us very soon. He's a little bit busy, so what? Uh, uh, hopefully, by the time the print comes out in March, he will be on board formally. So, so and right now, so do you edit all the write, writers' uh, drafts? Uh, no, for the drafts, because I'm not native speaker or writer, so I always love putting idea, but I don't have the patience. For editing side right so so i put a native editor to do that work i would not uh, this is not my thing right the same way i said i don't like sales right i don't like uh, desk work i like to be on the ground i cannot wait to go back to tilbury and make some videos and new ideas i take pictures right even the first day when i went i was taking pictures people were, oh wow this alien is taking pictures of town during the christmas right season right so it's I have, it, this was what going in my mind because, but uh, I knew eventually it will pay back. So I'm glad it's working well. So you haven't been in operation online very long. No, we went live January 3rd. We, had, we were testing December 29 that night. We were testing stuff online and to set up things, but January 3rd, we were online. And your weekly or daily? We are updating daily stuff right now. And we'll keep doing that. But the print version will be once a month initially. And then we'll see if there will be a need to go twice a month. We might look into that. But initially, we look at the first uh, once a month. 
So how do you communicate with your customers? Oh, they're reaching us through email, through telephone, through email, and mainly they're reaching us through the social media, mainly, especially Facebook Messenger, right? So we have the Messenger uh, on our website. The moment you go on our website, um, you can uh, subscribe right away for free, right? We're not charging any money. And the people can donate. We have a donate button there as well. And we have a lot of lovely people coming on board supporting our cause. Because now it's community thing, right? We got people from the community on our advisory committee who are telling us what to cover and how. And it's for transparency reason. I think it's very good. It's first time happening in the region, right? Normally, big corporations don't care. They make the decision. But here, decision is in the hand of our readers, our community, not by in the hand of the publisher. Secondly, we not just we as population of five thousand, and it was a subscription-based model. What we have done, we are covering and reaching all the neighboring community that lost their publication. So our reach is 100,000 plus people now. So we are targeting 100,000 plus people. And it's a very costly operation and a very uh, complicated and hard work required, but we are up for it. What's the reaction of the politicians in the area? Good question. I'm glad nobody asked me this question. I spoke to one counselor, he was very, happy and optimistic, supportive, uh, but uh, looking for, today we published a story about the uh, town, uh, like a regional uh, municipal budget. So uh, I think slowly, steadily we'll have people come to us, uh, but haven't heard back from anybody. Uh, a couple of neighboring uh, municipalities approached us. Some people from the regional uh, bureaucracy approached us, very supportive, they're very happy. Uh, I'm glad uh, they're reaching out to us. But the local politician, uh, maybe many of them don't know yet. I don't know. Maybe they don't use internet. But we've been a main headline story for past two weeks, all over the U.S., Canada especially. And we were in the uh, U.K.-based media. Uh, and uh, I just got off the phone from my former colleague at the BBC, want to do something at New York Times, a reporter approached us and uh, uh, gave us a lot of uh, s- support and uh, we're hoping to make more wives and uh, um, taking this uh, publication as a, a movement to revive the local community medias. And people can reach us if they want to be part of that movement. Uh, it's not public yet, my proposal, but I'm proposing something uh, new to the government on local level and on national level, uh, federal level, uh, I found uh, some ideas that I want to share with the Canadians to how we can revive the local publication and take away the control of big corporation and have control in hand of the uh, local communities because it's their voice, it's their paper. So they should have every right to get involved. And if the, uh, um, they get a chance, if something like this I'm proposing become a law, and it can be very good to make our communities stronger. What about communities of faith? Are you connected with any of uh, the communities of faith in Tilbury? I was, I spoke to a few people, but uh, I am open because I was born in a Christ- Muslim family, but I was uh, grew up around the Christian friends and family members and relatives and my dad's friends, right? So I never, like my home was very, always very democratic home. So, 
that's why I never got those kind of uh, things because my mom believes that the racism and discrimination start from the dinner table. So we were not given that, uh, like any bad advice or bad education, right? So, so based on those rules, I whenever I go, whenever I go uh, South America, in North America, in Europe, if <laughs> it's a Friday prayer, I walk into church. You know, if I'm not feeling good, I walk into synagogue, right? I, I, I even asked one time in Saskatchewan, what faith is this uh, uh, temple belong to? Because I just walk in. It's a Sikh church. It's a Hindu temple. Because I think the humanity is the biggest thing, right? It's very important. So based on those rules, I found myself very lucky that I can fit myself anyway. Local faith groups, yes, they are supporting, and I'm looking forward to work with it. Well, Moshan, you got a job that you love, and that's the, that's the most important thing. It is, yes. So what is the website for the Tilbury Times? It's at tilburytimes.ca, and we have a twitter.com forward slash tilburytimes. We also have a Facebook page. We need a lot of uh, followers and supporters. I wish and I request and appeal to come and subscribe us because based on our subscription uh, data, we can get some um, advertising support because we're reaching more people, uh, sending my message across and sharing ideas. And they can go on our website and they can subscribe us for free. They can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. And we'll have a YouTube uh, channel soon, and they can stay tuned through our website, tilburytimes.ca, and we'll keep our readers and supporters uh, posted uh, on our development. I think it's a very interesting journey. Well, thank you very much. You've got a great story to tell, and we wish you well going into the future. Thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. We really appreciate that.